0: I thought it was right, you? <laughs>
1: to our newest program of the Local Food Roundup. I'm Chris LaPaglia.
2: And I'm Ann Bose. We're here to bring you our ongoing series of news, views, and interviews about local food here on the Palouse.
1: Hi, I'm talking with Teresa Griner from Fiddler's Ridge Farm. Teresa, welcome to the Local Food Roundup. Thank
2: you.
1: So what is Fiddler's Ridge Farm?
0: Well, Fiddler's Ridge Farm is a mom-and-pop nursery that is uh, operated on the Palouse in Latah County this is the 20th year for the store to, that we built but actually then our nursery started a few years earlier than that so it's been about 24 years and we grow annuals and herbs hanging baskets, perennials we have trees and shrubs uh, fruit plants, and also compost, potting soil, heirloom seeds—kind of a full-service nursery.
1: Okay, so you sell everything a gardener might need. Maybe not tools. A few huh?
0: tools, a few hand tools. Uh, nothing powered.
1: And are these plants? Now you sell seeds and stuff, and and plant starts. Are the starts all stuff that you start yourselves?
0: We grow. All of our vegetable plant starts here from seed. We grow quite a few of herb varieties from seed as well. Uh, But we sell certified uh, potato seed uh, for you to plant and grow a potato patch. And also we carry organic and heirloom seeds for you to start your own seeds.
1: Well, wow, in 24 years of doing that, you've probably built up some equipment and some expertise at it. Uh, what kind of facilities do you got going well, there?
0: Well, the nursery itself is, we are on two acres, and we have a shop with a sales greenhouse and two other heated greenhouses and a coal frame. And we also uh, grow outside on the ground as well. The store sort of functions as my seed starting facility. Uh, I, grow every, I start everything on heat mats that go in underneath a light. Uh, I call it my light bank. But, uh, and as soon as they get two sets of real leaves, they go into the greenhouse for transplanting.
1: I mean, you, so you grow vegetable starts and what kinds of stuff? Give us, like, this is the beginning so of the season right now, right? We're seasonal business,
0: and we uh, are open from March 1 to around, say, the Christmas, till Christmas time. But behind the scenes, we start up our greenhouses about the first week in February. And so starting in February, the first thing we start growing are actually geraniums and perennials. And in that time period, I am also starting petunias and things for hanging baskets uh, in February. And then right after that, I go into parsley and some herbs, and I just finished sowing all of my peppers
1: well, seems kind of early, peppers. I guess it is March, but still, seems a little early. <laughs> um, the
0: timing on things uh, is kind of important. Like, so peppers are slow. They need a lot of heat to germinate, and to get them to size, I actually start them before I start my cabbages and things. And then for other warm season crops like the tomatoes, I won't start those until the end of March, the first part of April.
1: Right. That's why I was thinking the peppers were too early because I was thinking peppers of tomatoes. Peppers are a lot
0: slower to get going than tomatoes.
1: They're just super slow. Yeah. So how many starts do you start at well, time? Well, we
0: grow about 50 varieties of tomatoes and over 30 varieties of peppers. Uh, we also start cucumbers, summer and winter squash, watermelons, other varieties of melons and all of those uh, as well and we also start peas and kale and a lot of different starts the tomatoes we probably devote half a greenhouse to tomatoes so quite a few tomatoes actually
1: that's a popular one so you have thousands of starts going at any time Wow. So where do you sell them? Just there in Potlatch? Or?
0: Um, Potlatch is the growing facility where we grow everything. And we we kind of refer mm-hmm. to this as the mothership out here. We have a seasonal location in Moscow that a lot of Moscow folks and Pullman folks are familiar with. Over uh, where the old Tidyman's uh, NRS has a warehouse. And we operate there in Moscow April may june sell our crops and then we also go to the moscow farmers market and we've been going to the moscow farmers market probably over 25 years now
1: so from the sounds of it you've got a pretty full year if you start starts in february and get done in december so you get a little bit of your holiday and a little bit of January off, so you're basically growing something all year round.
0: I think that uh, the greenhouses, we try to have everything out of our greenhouses by the time the weather gets really hot, like towards the end of July, as far as the growing. And everything is outside uh, at that point because they kind of like it. They like it better outside.
1: So you've got something growing though pretty much except for january you've got some seeds in the dirt going all year Um, round we
0: uh, do propagation as well yes we're always producing plants (laughs) it's an addiction
1: (laughs) well and it's nice to have the facilities to do it what kinds of perennials do you sell
0: we sell Lots and lots of perennials. Uh, we try to specialize in hardy varieties that do well in our area. We're a, an area of a lot of microclimates, so we grow a lot for people in the colder part of the county as well and low-water places. We do a lot of water-wise perennials that don't need a lot of moisture after a step being established. We carry a lot of nice bee and pollinator friendly perennials. And we probably, we have thousands of perennials as well.
1: (laughs) So you're just overflowing. And then you grow berries too, right? Propagate Uh, those.
0: The berries and the fruit trees, we get in certified disease-free stock from fruit nurseries in Washington, Oregon, and Minnesota. And they get shipped to us, and we pot them up bare root here. So they're waking up on the Palouse.
1: Okay, that'd be too much then to actually be doing that all yourself, too, on top of everything. That's (laughs)
0: right. There's only so much, so many of us, this mom and pop thing, you know?
1: Wow, so you are helping a lot of people to grow a lot of food.
0: We try. Uh, We've got a lot of experience, and we love talking to people to get a lot of feedback, how the plants do for them every year. And gardening is always something that is very interesting to me because no year is the same as the year before. And there's always something to learn, no matter how many years you've been doing it.
1: So what got you into this? You know you were, you're obviously a gardener. That's where you probably started, right? What got you into doing it for a business? Well, I've
0: like been this? doing this uh, for many years. Uh, I've been in this type of business for 40 years. And um, I've managed other people's nurseries and worked in plant departments my whole work life, but I started out uh, at my grandmother's knee, who was a farmer from Nebraska, who kind of, and I got sent out to Nebraska to work on the farm, and uh, I just never stopped doing that kind of stuff. I always liked this type of work so much that I've been doing it my whole work life.
1: So you just naturally, you you got more toys, you got bigger greenhouses. Yes. Once you get a greenhouse and, some-
0: and fill it up, uh, you always want another one to fill up. It's terrible. <laughs> huh.
1: huh. So really, you're in the throes of an addiction. That's
0: right. I'm in the right job for my... For my plant addiction,
1: yes. And so what kind of stuff do you grow at home? Do you grow a lot of your own food? We
0: do. We, uh, we actually have a garden, uh, a vegetable garden here on the property that we grow a lot of our own food. And also the people who work here participate in growing that garden. And in our store, we have a break area that we have meals together where we are growing uh, our own food and uh it's great
1: yeah so you keep it all in-house and do you sell any of the food we too sell,
0: uh seed garlic in the fall and then we do sell excess like odds and ends that we grow extra of like onions and peppers and things like that just, yeah. stuff,
1: just stuff that shows up you sell a little yeah. extra if you got it Well, what's really popular? I mean, what are people growing a lot of here on the Uh, Palouse?
0: There are many great gardeners here on the Palouse. Uh, Out in Potlatch and the surrounding areas outside of town and even in town, many, many people grow their own gardens. So for pleasure, you can't beat eating a fresh vegetable out of your garden. And so we sell Probably We sell a few th- a thousand pounds of seed potatoes every year. That's very popular. Coming up, strawberries are popular, and tomatoes and all the vegetable starts. I mean, gardening and growing your own food, our customers, that's what they're after.
1: And you're providing them with uh, early start yeah. and all that stuff.
0: And we're also here to sort of help people uh, get it done right, you know, like to not start your tomatoes too early and guide you to what you can put in the the ground now and just educate people on some of the pitfalls of gardening. Like you don't want to plant your corn until your soil is 60 degrees because of germination problems. Like, So we have all kinds of little information that if you're new to gardening or not familiar with this area we can we help people with
1: so you guys are a source of the seeds and the information and you probably then developed a relationship with a lot of the local gardeners and growers around you so, would you say that uh, gardening is growing in popularity here in the Palouse?
0: Gardening has been very popular on the Palouse the entire time I've lived here. I've, I've been here 30 years and met many great gardeners and people interested. The, int, the thing that cha- has changed through the years is probably more of the consciousness Uh, regarding water pollination and how to succeed and get set up right and container gardening, like growing gardens when you don't have a plot of land.
1: I guess you could say that gardeners are getting a little more technical and paying a little more attention to detail than they used to. I
0: think People are more educated about certain types of gardening now than they used to be. There's a lot more people gardening uh, in towns that say never. Like I said, never ha- They don't have a, a traditional garden spot, but they're filling up tubs. They're filling up buckets. They're they're growing their own food in small spaces.
1: Okay, yeah, and getting starts from you gives them a sort of a jump on stuff. Yeah, it really helps. and
0: by letting us start things, we have the, the light, you know, the greenhouses are bright. A lot of times if you live in a, a dark apartment or a house, it's difficult to start a quality plant because you start it in your house and it's up so fast and you give it the most sun that you can in a window but by the time it's ready to go outside it's long and lanky and three feet long and not a good quality plant
1: so by giving it that intense light early on you guys can get a better plant out of it uh, in order to do all this stuff don't you have to jump through a lot of regulatory hoops? You get inspected, and what, what kind of things do you have to deal with well, along those we lines? we do
0: have a nursery inspector who inspects our greenhouses for, you know, for diseases, It's and also insects. If we get bare root material, uh, like fruit trees and grapes, some of the things that come in from out of state need to be inspected that they don't... Come in with any problems, Um, and but we purchase all of our material from vendors who are reputable, and all of our soil that we sell and also grow in comes from reputable vendors as well.
1: So that kind of prevents problems in the first place. Yes. If you have a problem, how do you deal with it? Do you spray a lot of stuff in your greenhouses, Uh, uh, fungicides, herbicides?
0: I really don't. uh, We are not certified organic, but I believe that that is the way to approach uh, pest and disease management in my greenhouses because I don't want that stuff on my plants Uh, or to be around it so we pretty much use like an organic omni approved oil uh, which is just kind of a smothering agent if I do have a disease outbreak which I really have never had a problem with a disease outbreak but if there are some plants that are don't quite look right, I'll, I'll put them off in their own location away from everything else and see if I can correct the problem through some just general observation to find out if it's, like, overwatering or, like, are they are they damping off, just kind of diagnose the problem. But instead of spraying my way out of something, if, it, if it's too bad, I'll just... Um, get rid of it, and that will keep it from spreading, and then I don't have the problem.
1: By keeping stuff clean and then uh, a little judicious use of preventives.
0: Yeah, clean uh, and observation. We don't have any automatic watering systems here in the nursery. Everything is done by hand. So we're looking at everything every day with sets of eyes that are kind of standing by each thing, watching how things are.
1: Sure. And everyone who works for you, they might be eating that stuff for lunch tomorrow or next month or something, so they've got an eye on well, that too well. if we're too, growing well. basil
0: and, I, and someone wants to come in, and I want people to be free to, if they want to taste that herb, to, to see what it tastes like, I want them to be able to do that.
1: Oh, whereas if it was sprayed, then... He wouldn't
0: want that. I wouldn't want that.
1: Sure. Well, and and it's, yeah, the sprays have limits. You got to wait so many days.
0: We we don't, we are not that kind of grower.
1: Okay. So by being small, hands-on, and connected with your crops, then you keep it clean and safe for you and your customers. Yeah. To get started, I mean, what kind of regulations and stuff did you have to go through just to set up in the first just place? just
0: a nursery license.
1: So you just say, I want a nursery license, and they'll give yeah. you one? Okay. So no one, no one comes and looks and says, okay, your greenhouse is adequate. As long as you're keeping disease in check, then you can keep your yeah. license going. Yes. Yeah.
0: The nursery inspector, yeah, they check, you know, they come through and checks for pest diseases that are certified uh, disease-free stock. We have uh, paperwork upon on that. We get uh, seed that is germination tested for the year that we sell it. So you're not selling old seed. Yeah, so all the seed that we sell is for this year.
1: Do you overwinter? Things much or no, yes, not we really. we do
0: overwinter some things like perennials and and shrubs, and then so they're just all lined out, close together, hopefully under snow, and then uh, we will clean them up, root prune them, repot them, and uh, have them greet the spring.
1: Oh, okay. So if you don't sell an apple tree the first year, you'll uh, put them in a bigger pot and trot them out next yeah. year.
0: And there's a certain amount of, you never know what the winter's going to be like, so you can't always tell what the, the season does until spring, until everything wakes up.
1: So with all these greenhouses, are you eating out of your greenhouses year-round?
0: No, because it is too expensive to heat a greenhouse over winter here
1: okay so you don't grow a few greens and stuff in a corner uh, and
0: we do but not in our heated greenhouses
1: oh okay but you do it you have if, another if we, greenhouse, that even. would
0: be like our front porch
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so you're still yeah. growing food and eating uh, yeah. your own produce year-round but that's sort of separate yes. from the business. So where do you think you're going to go in the future with this business? Do you have plans to expand or keep it going no, how it is? No, we don't, uh, we what, don't what's have it looking like?
0: plans to expand. This is the, the right size for us.
1: So it keeps you busy and you're making enough money yes. on it? And is this how you make your living yes. pretty much in its yes. entirety?
0: Um, the business consists of myself. My husband and our son.
1: Okay, so the future might be that your son will take more work on in the future, maybe as he learns more, and you guys start working a little less. Maybe. Maybe. We
0: don't know. And then seasonally, we hire we about the equivalent. Seasonally, we hire the equivalent of about four full time employees in the sp- spring through yeah. our busy season
1: okay so you're making some yeah. work for people there and yeah. supporting yourself yeah. nice so you mm-hmm. really like your job yes
0: i must
1: well <laughs> you've been doing it your whole life i yeah and you're hanging around with plants you seeing something green yeah. every day well i'd like to come out there and see your garden i guess you sometime. Should definitely
0: <laughs> come and visit the nursery
1: so, could you tell us about some good local food you've eaten lately? Good
0: local food we've eaten lately—our own. <laughs> well,
1: there you, well, there you go. Tell me about
0: it. Let's see. You well, forgot about we it. We <laughs> just do so much. Like we, we, we make our own sriracha, uh, which is a condiment from the peppers that we grow, and so we do a lot of kind of Thai Thai food. Um, Mm -hmm. we also, I have some citrus, like capper lime that you would make Thai food with in the, you know, that's mine. So we have, we, we kind of do some fun dinners with that type of stuff and also do a lot of, um, vegetable root crop soups that we throw in the freezer. So when we get busy in, in this time of year, we
1: have some nice lunches. Okay, so we're talking authentic Thai flavored food. Blues uh, yeah, right you're there. eating it fresh, right at the nursery. Well, there you go. That's the kind of thing we like to hear. Teresa Griner, it's been great talking to you and thanks for joining us at the local food Thank roundup. You. Well, that's it for this show.
2: Starting next week, the Moscow Food Co-op will be holding elections for their board of directors. There are five candidates running for three empty seats, and we're going to try and interview all of them for next week's show. If you're a co-op member, be sure and get out and vote. It's March 18th through the 31st. You can vote at the co-op or you can do it online. We will be introducing the candidates here on the Local Food Roundup next week.
1: The Local Food Roundup is a production of KRFP in Moscow, Idaho.
2: As always, the views presented in this program do not necessarily represent the views of KRFP, its board, staff, or members. And remember that local food may not be free, but it sure can set you free. Thanks for listening. Roll, roll, roll.
3: Hungry every minute of the day Roly-poly Gnawing on a biscuit Long as he can chew it It's okay He can eat an apple pie And never even bat an eye He likes everything From soup to hay Roly-poly Daddy's a little fatty Bet he's gonna be a man someday eggs for breakfast Bread and jelly 20 times a day oh, my. Roly-poly eats a hearty dinner It takes lots of strength to run and play Yes, yes. Pulls up weeds and does the chores And he runs both ways to all the stores He works up an appetite that way Oh, oh. oh roly-poly, daddy's a little fatty Bet he's gonna be a man someday